0: Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 251. Hello out there, I'm your host Elliot J O'Neill, and I'm joined by a returning champion, Steve Guntley.
1: Hello, I'm glad to be back, good to see you.
0: (laughs) And for first time contender, J-Ban.
2: Hello, hello, hello. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Simpsons Index. We review Simpsons! And of course, yeah, uh, long-time listeners will remember Steve Guntley from Ultra 64 and Wii Universe, but uh, you've uh, reincarnated, you've reinvented uh, in a new <laughs> podcast form. Like, like, what are you like doing these days? Like a phoenix
1: from the ashes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I am rising again, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, J-Ban and I are actually two-thirds of the hosting uh, team with uh, our friend Justin Wilhelm for Cinema Arcade where we are uh, watching movies and then playing the video games based on them, and then comparing, contrasting, and learning how they enhance or detract from each other. its It's been a pretty fun little journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, there's just been some absolute... Class- like, I was just saying to you before on the pod, because, yeah, of course, I've been listening to it, and just the amount of times that I go, there was a tie-in game to that? <laughs> like, who framed Roger Rabbits and
1: toys and, like... There was a game for these things, Jabin. I imagine you hear that a lot too, right? Like you get that response, and you're like, what are you covering I, I, next? There's a game for that.
2: I definitely get that response a lot, and it's also this like morbid curiosity about how bad the game is. Um, and so I, was, I, I love it when we find good games. Like recently, we did Adam's Family, and I'm like for the Super Nintendo, oh. and I Steve will attest to this. I fell in love with that game. I just like I. Yeah. Feel like it's, like, <laughs> the bee's knees it's mm. just it's just so much fun
1: to play yeah you you vibed with that one yeah it was great
0: uh but yeah turning uh, to you jay ben yeah first time on the show we like to ask our first time guests so what is your simpsons history where did the show begin with you uh yeah where did it all begin
2: so i'm a millennial so i grew up on the simpsons and i feel like uh like the classic um, the first like 10 seasons of the simpsons are burnt into my bones, uh, like (laughs) as though it was mother's milk. Uh, And um, it's just like, the classic episodes are just like in me. And then when I moved abroad, I I lived in Scotland for seven years. Um, I like stopped watching The Simpsons. I don't know why it was just, I didn't want to pay for a TV license um at the time and i also was incompetent with other forms of media uh situations like uh so i just like ended up not like watching.
1: thieving <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah because that's the flip side we like to ask uh, where did the show like end with you assuming you're not still wa- are you keeping up with new episodes at the moment or
2: i'm not keeping you up, up new episodes of the simpsons uh i've been i just don't know how to go back into it i feel like i i almost went back to it during the pandemic because i was like i can catch up on 10 years of the simpsons and instead i ended up doing family guy um <laughs> which i don't think was the smart decision uh but it was a decision
0: um uh no, I still chuck it on sometimes, just for like I just need to not think about the thing that I'm watching. But then I end up getting kind of mad at it anyway. But whatever. <laughs>
2: that's what that's what it's good for. It's sort of like American Dad is very sort of like soothing and like uh, like, mm. but a Family Guy always it always makes me mad, and I'm like, why am I making myself watch this? When it just fills me with rage, and I just <laughs> it's like but it does make me chuckle a little so
0: yeah that's it there's always one or two gags that can get over the line there but yeah i'm glad to introduce you to the world of uh, new simpsons and uh yeah let's crack into it see if this is one worth uh, visiting for the people out there yeah so this was season 34 episode 10 game done changed First released in December of 2022, it was directed by Timothy Bailey, not to be confused with the Australian weatherman of the same name, and (laughs) written by Ryan Coe. In this episode, Bart discovers an exploit where he can make money in a Roblox-like game, and uh, gets uh, Principal Skinner in on it, and in the sort of half of a B-story, Marge discovers that through this game she can communicate with Maggie.
1: Hey, what do you guys think? Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I found this episode profoundly depressing in ways that I was really not anticipating. Um, which we can we can oh. go into in more detail in a second. But I'm curious if uh, J-Ban had a similar reaction.
2: I, I don't know. I found there's elements that I really so for me and like obviously like uh, with the cinema arcade gaming is a big big part of like living in life and what we love Mm. about like existence is games. And so I feel like there are parts of this uh, episode that really do showcase, like you can really commune with your family members or your friends with gaming. And so I like those little snippets of sunshine. It's so beautiful that you can communicate with Maggie, you know what I mean? Mm. But then also as a theater kid, poor, principal skinner's like
1: the magnet school
2: dream yeah. of a magnet art school mm. you know it just like that is really depre- like cuz he's like dear evan hansen like all oh, like angels in america like all these theater references and it's just like it's so sad to see that he's not going to get his dream and it's it's just <laughs> it's ripped from his hands but yeah i have other things to say but you guys go
0: yeah well I think, you know, to give this episode the best and, you know, what sort of stands out to me from this episode is I think the Roblox animation is very well done. I think just in a bubble, that animation looks very good. And, you know, we've seen it before. I don't know if you guys have seen, but they did like a Lego episode as well that Mm -hmm. also looked really good, even though the story was pretty hollow and we sort of get the sort of same thing here. I feel like they're kind of trying a little bit harder than most modern Simpsons episodes, certainly. But yeah, what did you guys think of that? Like, cause that, that's the other thing. I don't have any experience with Roblox and like, I tried to find an episode that, yeah, it pertained to gaming somewhat. And then I was like, oh, there's theater in here as well. I know that, you know, at least pertains to Steve a bit. I, yeah. Glad yeah. to hear that. it's something uh, that clicked with you as well, Jay Ben. Um, but yeah, how was? Uh, do you guys have any relationship with Roblox? Or
1: I have zero, and that's really part of that's part of the thing that unexpectedly sort of like gutted me with this episode. Uh, you know, I remember very distinctly. I think it's a season seven episode where it's Marge be not proud, and uh, where mm. Bard steals a cartridge of a video game. You know, and it's kind of the first reference to video games that they had on the show. This would have been like ninety four, ninety five. And I remember being so excited seeing that as a kid because they depicted Sonic the Hedgehog and Donkey Kong and things like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, my culture has caught up to The Simpsons. The Simpsons are reporting (laughs) on things that matter to me. And for yeah. years, they when they would drop video game references, it was as baby boomers who kind of knew them because they watched their kids play or something. So it was always kind of like passing references. As the show went on and the writing staff got younger, it became people who grew up with video games. So they became a little bit more astute uh, and video gaming started becoming more and more part of the show. Now, season 34... The writers are now the kids of the people who grew up with video games, and mm. it makes me feel profoundly old. Like I really don't feel my age very often. Like honestly, like I don't feel like I am my age uh, a lot of the time. But having this new episode of The Simpsons where the cast all sounds incredibly elderly yeah. and very tired, and they're uh, discussing trends that just are that have completely gone past me I found it very stressful I don't know why
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how about you Jay Ben a big Roblox Um, fan or
2: (laughs) no but like like obviously like I understand intellectually about these games I've heard about these types of games and it's such a like Steve said it made me feel my age Mm. uh and it's also um it makes me curious about like the youth of today like so i run a a family like all ages show uh where there are children in the cast and they'll make mm-hmm. jokes about like like somebody made a joke about oh let's find a payphone, and they're like what is that um <laughs> and you're just like you're like ouch ouch these people were <laughs> born in 2010 yeah. um or later <laughs> so i don't mind seeing an episode about a video game that I've never played and I've never had that much of an interest in playing. What I do think it's interesting is that instead of having fun with the game, they use it to do some sort of capitalistic endeavor, which I thought was funny because like I don't remember I remember Bart being like scheming but like scheming to have fun and this is like scheming to get money yeah. and I'm, or like and I'm just like what is Bart like what's Bart getting out of this uh, other than just having being a, the leader of a criminal enterprise or like having a helicopter with a hot tub that he can moon um, <laughs> the populace.
1: That I did like. The I, <laughs> I like that imagery. Of the, yeah. the Worst possible place to have a hot tub
0: yeah and with your patreon box you can make that dream possible for me but we'll get to that later
2: i actually really liked the opening of this episode uh where they were having bart play with vr and it was clearly like an assassin's creed and he's mm. like learning the history the ecumenical history of the catholic church through this video game and i like and obviously swearing like mm. all young children do like i don't know if you've ever played call of duty online mm. um, but uh, it's nothing but chil- swearing children. Uh, and I, I just I, I felt like that was the part that I, I, I sort of like I was like, yeah, that's the itchy part of like of gaming today is like you can have a lot of fun uh, and you can learn a lot. But y- is it good for children? I don't know. Like, I grew up on violent video games, and I would say I'm fine.
1: But I did see you steal a car earlier today and then, like, lead the police on a long chase, so I don't know. That maybe wasn't the best.
2: (laughs) Well, it's too bad Justin's not here because Justin grew up on Scarface the video game, which is a GTA knockoff.
1: (laughs) Justin's a little younger than us and like he he, yeah he doesn't have quite the same cultural references but yeah he grew up playing the Scarface (laughs) video game and has a lot of experience with that and it's just like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I, I, I appreciated that opening too like I although it was jarring to realize that this are the Simpsons just not doing couch gags anymore has that stopped entirely
0: it's a weird trend you know because one of the things here we noticed in like the 20s of the Simpsons seasons. It's weird to talk about the Simpsons seasons than that I know. wide of a fucking net, you know. Uh, but yeah, during the 20s, their 20s, it would often be these long elaborate couch gags, which yeah. would often go for like two to four minutes and like take up a a decent chunk of the episode and then they'd like fly through the rest of the episode
1: because that became kind of like the viral thing for the simpsons for a little bit they would get guillermo del toro to direct like the couch gag or something like that or they would they, Mm. they would have some kind of elaborate animation and that would just be the thing that they would put out on youtube to get people to watch the episode
0: yeah absolutely and then yeah the episodes yeah we noticed would suffer because of it it was just like you, you had a really good idea here, but you had not enough time to flesh out the plot. And now we find it sort of uh, gone uh, so far the other way that, yeah, most of the episodes from the 30s will just open up the Simpsons straight in. And then, yeah, but then the episodes will feel like really padded out. And I, I think there's a bit of that going on in this episode. I don't know. Let, I think in comparison, this one moved it a bit of a clip for me because so many of the season 30 episodes sort of feel like, an idea, like, too far stretched out or just sort of padded unnecessarily, like, but, um, yeah, just sort of kicking off the question, uh, Steve, we'll start with you, for better mm. or worse, like, what's a moment from this uh, episode that stood out to you?
1: So, I do agree with J-Ben, I like the Maggie communicating with Marge bit. Mm-hmm. And I like that there wasn't, like, some kind of ironic, like, stinger on the end of that. I mean, I guess a little bit, there's a little bit of a disturbing image at the end of the episode of, of how far down the rabbit hole they've let themselves go. But I do like that it's just like, oh, this is just a sweet thing where they get to communicate with each other for the first time. And, like, Homer learns that his daughter loves him. And, you know, that was a funny bit where he just said, one out of my three kids loves me, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Marge was being very sweet about that. So I think that's that's a standout moment for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, How about you, J-Ban? What stands out to you for better or worse?
2: Uh, For better or worse, uh, I, I think I've talked about a couple of the things that I really liked. And I just like the overwhelming despair of Principal Skinner. Mm. Just him trying and like this Montessori school with this girl with a pet chicken. And I'm all like, and Drake of uh, doing like, like <laughs> and, uh, just like the commentary on modern parenting. Because uh, parenting has changed so much in the last 34 years. But now people are paying pe- to go to this fancy school and they also do unpaid labor. They have like these glorious like loving situations where everyone works together to raise children and it's so different from like the stereotypical public school that bart goes to and there's just something really sad when they're walking through bart's school and everything is like there's snakes coming out of the vents Uh, the teachers are like warming themselves over an open fire Uh, and it's just like it's like it's a little bit of like oh my god this is like the rags Uh, versus the riches of the situation is just like I
1: I did like the end where the little girl just fired her teacher because it's like a student set curriculum so I like that they followed that logical thread to like oh yeah she has hiring and firing power over the teachers (laughs) that was a pretty funny jab
0: and yeah my um My brother sends his kids to a Montessori school as well, so there were a few jabs there that I I quite enjoyed because, yeah, I've heard him complaining about, yeah, we pay so much for this thing, why do we then have to go work at that, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to send that chunk of the episode to him. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, the other thing we like to talk about on The Simpsons Index is, you know, the old episodes we felt like are held up by the two pillars of The Simpsons. You know, both the wackiness and the heart. And, you know, the great classic episodes had a great balance of that. So, yeah, starting out, how was this episode in terms of, like, wackiness? How did they use the cartoon space?
1: I feel like they really, it, it was kind of surprisingly light on jokes. Like mm. this whole episode was kind of presented very matter of factly. They're doing like this extended parody of The Wire without like really fully committing to it. Like there is this whole Wire thing going on with it. There were a lot of moments where I'm just like, why wasn't that punchier? Why wasn't there a joke here? Like they, they have a line where like, I don't know, something about cornflakes. And then Bart's answer is just like, and you know what? Cornflakes is a pretty good cereal. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's the punchiest thing they could come up with. That's the funniest thing they could say. Like, I mean, cornflakes were invented as a means of stopping people from masturbating. You can't, you can't jump onto something with that. Like, there's not anything that you can use. It, is it that right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, you know, I just felt like there were a lot of joke opportunities that they kind of left dangling. Like they, the the hard element is here. Um, you know, we have very clear like wants from Skinner. We have very clear like. Uh, uh, communication between Marge and Homer and the baby, like in the Roblox game, you know, there's a lot of heart in this episode, but I think they kind of forgot to make this one funny.
0: Mm. Well, yeah. Um, in terms of like the production as well. So like, yeah, in the cartoony space. Yeah. Throwing to the theater kids here. Uh, w- <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, Skinner's song through this?
2: I liked it. Um, I liked yeah? The, yeah, I did. And I also think that... Um, going back to that question that you asked Steve, it's just, I feel like they sort of like went two thirds or through a joke and then stopped, especially at the visual gags mm. and mm. the roadblocks sort of things. I felt like that they were like, Oh my gosh, roadblocks were doing a uh, silly animation and they really could have nailed. Uh, like, I do like the parts where like, you know, they were shipped by a peppermint candy cane. Um, And I thought the the wackiest part was sort of the most jarring part where they were doing YouTube commentary. And I was like, I thought that was a very charming update to The Simpsons. So I feel like that part really stuck out in terms of comedy in in the show was like was that little section uh, because it felt like they were doing you know, a joke every 10 seconds as opposed to the rest of the episode or like it felt like they were, the jokes were really spaced out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one actually felt weirdly um, on point, because, yeah, often when Simpsons comment on these things is, like, because this is something I did find refreshing on this episode, it felt like, yeah, Roblox was an integral part, and they kind of understood it, and they got it, and they were able to explain it to the audience in a way that I think uh, most people could understand, and sort of, yeah, what you're hitting on, J-Bam, with the YouTube video, sort of the same thing, I feel like, they get the appeal of these videos, and they were able to make jokes around how these things are edited, and then and then the presentation as well of the hosts there. Even though they weren't familiar characters, it was like, okay, I get these people instantly.
1: Yeah, I I liked with the song. I liked all the theater references they were dropping. I liked the kind of running bit about how uh, Skinner wants to build this whole magnet school just to attract a Josh Gag uh, Gad or like the producer Josh <laughs> Gad out of their school, but. Yeah. Man, Harry Shearer is phoning these in so bad. I mean, I mean, I know the man is 80 years old now, and he's hated the show for 34 years. Um, mm-hmm. But he is just not putting anything into any of these line readings. Like, the song is all this really monotone. Like, I feel like Dan Castellaneta, like, has not really lost a step. I feel like he's still putting full energy and full voice into Homer Simpson. But Harry Shearer is phoning it in so hard here and it makes me sad because he's so good
0: yeah no i mean he's literally phoning it in as well i think for the last like 10 or 15 years he's been living in london and just yeah literally phoning in his performances but
1: yeah yeah he doesn't do table reads yeah he doesn't do any of that
0: yeah but when you've got a song like this like a literal i want song and yeah not feeling any passion behind him because yeah, I think, yeah, production-wise, it looked nice. I liked the side inside his imagination. Mm. And even with the reprise at the end where you think it's real and then, yeah, it turns out it's he's still imagining it. Yeah, I thought that all looked very good.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're dropping all these contemporary theater references in The Simpsons, which I think is, uh, uh, again, scratching a nice little nerd itch for me, similar to when I first you know saw the video game references. I'm like, oh, okay, I get these.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to think if uh, Simpsons had done that much in the theater space, I guess car named marge a bit and- yeah they did that
1: whole like evita parody with uh lisa uh, running true. for uh president which is uh, an episode i like yeah
0: yeah um so how about the heart in this one did you guys uh, feel the emotional moments
2: like I-, I think the emotional moment was sort of undercut by the social commentary moment at the end when ned is like coming in Cause like mm. they are connecting as a family within the game, but then Ned comes in and like they all like Maggie hasn't been changed for days Oof. and like there's this neglect and it's just like and so the heart is like oh, initially it's such a warming moment to see them love each other inside this game and then to be like oh no it, it's it's undercut for me the the emotional heart by the social commentary.
0: Yeah, that one really bugged me because it was like, oh, you had such a great premise to start with that, yeah, Maggie is finally communicating, but you did nothing with it. Like, it was just, it was just left at that little joke at the end where, yeah, Flanders, yeah, walks away, yeah, creeped out by the situation and there was nothing more to that story where it started out so nice and so sweet
1: like um, Maggie's overflowing diaper really hit me in the wrong way. Cause that's just like a liberal child abuse situation. <laughs> that's like, Ooh boy. Okay. Yeah. But I did feel like the, yeah, like it, I've, I've said it again, but the, the moments in the game with Marge and Maggie communicating in particular, really sweet. And I was definitely feeling very choked up and I, I don't want to keep harping on this, but I am jumping back into the newer seasons after I, I, I don't think I've watched in like three or four years, Julie Kavner, while her, I think her performances have gotten only better as Marge over time, I think she's putting more heart and more emotion into all of her performances. I really feel for her voice because it sounds like she is really kind of struggling to get this voice out anymore. Yeah. And it can't be an easy one to be doing for close to 40 years. It cannot be an easy voice to have to affect for that long, even with her naturally kind of gravelly voice.
2: Sort of to go back to the emotional heart, uh, I wanted to say this before – we moved on. It's like, I really feel like Bart was also very sweet in this episode. Bart was Mm. surprisingly nurturing to the principal, and and it it was like, it was, he was actually encouraging, and him stopping the bulldozing of the thing was, like, there was, there's moments of, like, actual sincere compassion uh, for the principal, which I was like, I don't, like, that's not my BART like that's not the BART I grew up with but it's it's interesting to see because it reminds me of Bob's Burgers of how they'll have Louise do Mm. like these turns uh, of compassion. Um, And so it was interesting to see Bart do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even though like the consistency from episode to episode is like all over the place, obviously, after all this time, like there is a a lived relationship between Bart and Skinner at this point. It's adversarial, but it's also like mutual respect. And like, you know, so that you do get a nice sense of that and like that history that those two have.
0: Yeah, and it's like a bending of their relationship as well, where it's, yeah, we're almost seeing Skinner do the Bart now, and Bart being having to be the responsible one and step up. And, yeah, it's sort of, like, nice... Like, it doesn't feel out of character. No. And, yeah, leading perfectly into the next question, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this the show we know and love?
1: This... Honestly, no. No, mm. I mean, you know, it... it Again, I it, it hurts me that the show has been allowed to go on this long because it was this perfect specimen for like the longest time. You know, it was the show with just this absolutely incredible run. And now it's become kind of this weird social experiment, you know, where we're seeing <laughs> what happens to a piece of art when you just let it keep going. You know, where it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and, goes and you hold on to the cast members as long as you can possibly hold on to them. And I feel like so much of the energy has just been sort of sapped out of this show. I, I think it looks better than ever, but it's also, like, really struggling to find its voice. Now, I I don't know. You can tell me a little better. I've heard that season 34 has been, like, a big improvement compared to the last couple of years. I heard it's kind of getting better.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing we've found is, like, the social media traction for a lot of the Simpsons is good again headlines is sort of based more around these, like event or sort of um like particular episodes like where they did the treehouse of horror that referenced death note or mm. the it parody or something like that
2: so, so when i said that i hadn't watched the latest episodes i'd actually like i do every year watch every single treehouse of horror episode oh, wow. from every single season
0: um every year all and- 30 plus of them now
2: Uh, Well, I try. Like Sometimes I can't get a hold of all of them. Uh, But uh, I try to watch as many as I I can. And this episode reminded me some of the Treehouse of Horror social commentary. And so I feel like, well, I don't feel like it feels like a classic episode of The Simpsons. I feel like it's definitely closer to a Treehouse of Horror spin, like turn on the end uh, episode. Mm. And I definitely think the they had a lot of fun with the roblox animation but they it, it, it did have me miss the like traditional moving around the town situations that i, I like i really love like i i liked when they went to the montessorial school but I, I would have loved to have seen more movement uh, outside of the game mm. so yeah i think it, it Feels like one of those types
0: of episodes. Well, no, that's a solid point because, yeah, like the Treehouse of Horror, like those event ones, like they did a two part of it, like parodied Fargo a little while ago. And like Mm. these ones are the sort of like headline grabbing sort of episodes. Like, look at this interesting concept. And yeah, J-Ban to, yeah, use your phrase. It's like those moving around the town episodes, they're the ones that are still falling flat in the modern Simpsons era. And Mm. And even then, those event episodes are, like, good at best, you know? They're not, like... We're not back to the classic era by a long stretch. But, like, we do feel like there is has been a bit more effort in the 30s, and there's been a bit more attention paid to, you know, having a logical story that um, progresses in a, a satisfying way. A lot of the 20s especially was just fucking batshit like Mm. uh, i don't know if you've ever seen like that magnetic poetry you know words that you you stick to your fridge or whatever some of those 20s simpsons were just like they grabbed a handful of those and just lobbed them at it (laughs) at a big magnet
1: monkey dishwasher situation absolutely yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) but yeah in terms of feeling like obviously this is yeah so based around the roblox and yeah steve you mentioned the sort of half Bring in the wire into this, and was that what the closing credits was referencing as well?
1: Yes, right.
0: I haven't seen the wire, so I don't
1: know. I I I am a bad TV consumer. I've only ever seen the first season of the Wire, but I think that's accurate. J Ben, have you watched that show?
2: I haven't. I've been meaning to for a really long time. I sometimes have issues with watching organized crime shows. Uh, mm. Like I've never seen The Sopranos because, like, uh, just there's so unlikable, like mean people and and I've heard wonderful things about the wire and I love Idris Elba. So I do feel like it's on my list to someday sit down and watch. But it's just like life is hard. I want a little bit of an escape when I watch my TV. Um
0: yeah I just finished Succession recently and oh my god like it was a great show. I'm glad to have watched it but fuck it was exhausting. No one was good in that show. Everyone sucked. but yeah so in terms of feeling like a sims it's sort of like i think that the characters are mostly themselves sort of even though the show i think might be letting that down a
1: bit yeah i feel like yeah the characterizations were consistent i could have done with a lot more homer and a lot more lisa 100 percent.
2: yeah i was missing lisa yeah uh yeah i was always a big fan of lisa so i was like i was like where's lisa in this whole episode
1: yeah,
0: yeah where, where's our saxophone star <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes or no would you watch this episode again
1: Oh, man, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. I think this was, maybe I'm just, it's catching me on like a bad day. I don't know. But I, I, uh, this one just didn't connect with me. It made me really kind of wistful about aging in ways that I was not really prepared to go into. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, Simpsons getting stable existential. It was, it really was, you know, like I, I've mentioned it in the past on the show, but like I was a day one viewer. Like I saw the very yeah. first episode when it aired back in 1989 and I'm just like, oh my God, like it has become such a different beast. Like I've grown and like the writers have grown and their kids have grown. And it's like now it's it's just, it, it's become something I don't really recognize.
0: Mm. How about you, j Ben? Would you chuck this one on again?
2: I wouldn't necessarily turn it on, but I wouldn't turn it off if it was playing. Oh. Yeah. It's not one of those episodes that makes me lose interest immediately. I still think there are like little hidden gems in it, but it definitely makes me excited to do my Treehouse of Horrors rewatch.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, might have to get you back for our uh, Treehouse of Horrorthon. But um, <laughs> but yeah, with these episodes, we like to also look about what we'd like to personally change about this one. We'll start with you, J-Ban, this time. What would you like to change about this episode?
2: I, I would have liked more Lisa and more Homer. I would like to have seen like a montage of Bart maybe playing different styles of video games before he settled on roadblocks and the challenges, like just how Bart would connect and how the family would connect with different types of video games. Mm. I think that would have been really fun. I feel like I would have like left it a little bit more uplifting. I wouldn't have included the part where they had the um, Ned coming in um, Mm. to see the decimation of the family via screen um i would have liked to have seen them around a kitchen table at the end enjoying their games together and i also would have liked it's like i would have punched up the script i would have included a lot more jokes
0: Mm. yeah that's the one persisting thing is that yeah for all my positive points it's like yeah it's still a comedy show and it's not that funny (laughs) Uh, How about you, Steve? What would you like to change about this one?
1: Yeah, I I think I kind of landed in a similar place. Like, I really miss kind of the joke a minute structure of Mm. the the earlier episodes. Like, they weren't all gold, but there were enough, like, funny jokes being thrown at the wall that were sticking around. And I just feel like there wasn't that kind of energy or dedication to this premise to really sustain it. Um, And maybe it's just that, like, the Roblox is kind of so far beyond me. And, like, I know, I, I think there is some kind of, like... There, there, there have been, like, scams run through Roblox where people are actually making money, like, selling little uh, uh, horse armor to kids or whatever, you know? Like, it's a fertile ground to start from, and I just wanted something a little bit more propulsive, a little bit more funny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, I guess I would have liked to see a bit more of Skinner getting in over his head as well with this sort of thing. And, like, yeah, the complicated nature of how they're cashing out as well. Like, I did enjoy the joke about the long string of things they had to do to actually cash out the money in this game. But, like, yeah, I think I would have liked to see a bit more of it, um, like, play out and uh, see just sort of a bit more, like, rather than just jokes going to the nth degree, like, Bart has a Lexus now. And it's like... I don't know, it's somewhere between I love the crepe station and I hate the Lexus, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I just I need a more satisfying ending for the Marge-Maggie story. I don't know, maybe, like, Marge realise how profound Maggie is or something like that or, I don't know, like, it just just some sort of ending with that story because just the whole, oh, there's zombies looking at their screens now, it's such, like, a hacky observation. And, yeah, in an episode where I felt, yeah, they sort of having some pretty on-point jabs at uh, Montessori School and a bit of good-natured ribbing there, yeah, that final point just seemed so, so lazy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned the long string of things they had to do to cash the money, and I didn't even read that so much as a joke as, like, them telling us how these kind of scams are run. I'm yeah like, oh, okay. this is probably how you do it like this is probably actually how it's done yeah
0: for real all right now let, let yeah let's get into our final notes before we rank it uh Ban, we'll start with you uh was there any other parts from this episode that we didn't get into you'd like to mention before we move on to the rankings uh
2: no uh, i don't think so
0: all
1: right then we'll move on to steve yeah, I think we've kind of covered a lot of uh, a lot of my finer points here. Yeah, give me more Millhouse uh, dealing uh, uh, fun dip, you know. That's ah uh, yeah.
0: I actually loved Millhouse in this episode. Like how he bratted on Bart's whole scheme instantly and then how oh, he yeah. was so like not ready to take over when Skinner put him in charge. I thought that I was mean, all very it, funny.
1: Millhouse is my spirit animal, so I always I always <laughs> need more of him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I've only got a couple of more things. Yeah, we're pretty thorough with this one. Yeah, again echoing the point, I loved the opening thing with the Assassin's Creed VR game, but it was very weird to see like bart swearing and then like them blurring out his mouth and things like that I was just like oh don't expect that from my simpsons okay i guess he is a 10 year old playing video games so yeah <laughs> that's what bart would be in it, 2022
1: <laughs> even with the bleeps like it is still here it's weird to hear yeah
0: yeah uh i like that his other games were future war one death guts or future war two brain carnage hmm.
1: brain carnage is pretty good yeah
0: yeah, yeah where he goes to skinner Skinner, walk with me. And then Skinner's like, all right, I have to do 9,000 more steps. I thought (laughs) that was a pretty good joke. (laughs) Yeah, when they're getting um, bombarded by the rival uh, Roblox scammers... And, yeah, again, bring it back to your spirit animal. He goes, oh, no, death by unicorn. That's my second favorite magical horse.
2: I know, because Pegasus (laughs) is first.
1: Ah. Okay, I was trying to access another magical horse when he said that. I'm like, oh, what the the hell are there some other magical horses there? Yeah, Pegasus, you're right.
0: You're right. That is the best magical horse. (laughs) And yeah, during the YouTube video as well, I was like, yeah, let us know your theories in the comments, and then no racist stuff you guys! Yeah. Just-
2: <laughs> oh my god, so it's really funny my sketch troop and I have started putting stuff on YouTube and it's just always like women aren't funny, and it's just so fucking, excuse my language, it's so hilarious, because it's just like it's just like how many times men comment that women aren't funny and it's just like, it's really hilarious <laughs>
0: Yeah, you keep commenting that, men. It'll be true someday. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, my final note is, uh, yeah, when Bart's talking Skinner down from the tractor, um, he's just saying, yeah, Josh Gad wasn't real. He never was. I thought that would have been a decent button for the episode, but they had to go to Zombie Simpsons on their devices. All right, it is time to rank this thing. So on the Simpsons Index, we rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at... Failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it a participant. But for positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I will go first. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, look, uh, I'm going to give this one a bronze. It's um. I think it could have worked its way up to a silver if it was funnier or if the story points were a bit more satisfying, but like, I give it an okay ranking. I think you put it best, J-Ban. You know, I'm not seeking it out, but I'm not necessarily turning it off if it's on. Uh, it's decent enough, but yeah, there are some unsatisfying elements that can't let me give it a higher score. Steve, what about you?
1: I think I'm going to go participant on this one uh, because, you know, the show wasn't setting out to send me into an existential spiral. It just kind of happened <laughs> that way. So I'm not going to hold that against it. But uh, I do feel like there's just a lot of missed opportunities here. I feel like this feels very first draft to me. And yes. um, it needed just another pass to give it, breathe a little life into it.
0: Mm. Uh, J-Ban, please finish
1: it off.
2: I'm going to be a little cheeky and I'm going to say diet bronze. So <laughs> a bronze go. lights, if you will, because uh, yep. I do think it's like it was an enjoyable watch. A couple of jokes hit. Like I really loved the visual gag of the strawberries or Nutella crepe station. Uh, like yeah. I and I did feel like some of the visual gags hit. So yeah, I think it's a bronze.
0: All right. Yeah. So. Averaging out, that'll equal adult bronze, which, yeah, does sort of translate to diet bronze, doesn't it? (laughs) Mm. Yeah, so sort of pretty par for the course for season 34, yeah. um, Most of those episodes are sort of hovering around that, yeah, if you're looking for the update. But, yeah, that's, so, yeah, when we're talking about the show getting improvement, it's, yeah, it's going from the dull participants and failure overall rankings to, yeah, it's achieving bronze status now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. J-Ban Steve, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you so much thank for you having so us.
0: Absolutely. And where can people hear more of you if they want to do that?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we have a podcast with our friend Justin Wilhelm called Cinema Arcade, and that is the podcast about movies, video games, and the sparks that fly when those two worlds collide mm-hmm. that's how i like to phrase it we uh every week we are watching a movie and then we were playing the game based on it uh we're having a lot of fun digging into that it's giving us a extremely wide variety of movies that we cover like we're talking everything from like i don't know what's the most prestigious we've watched oh, yeah. vertigo we've watched vertigo and then we've watched balls of fury You know, like we're, we're really covering the entire gamut. And then the games are usually weird and noteworthy in some way or another. Um, So it's, it's been a lot of fun to dig into. Awesome. And I have another podcast uh, for horror movie fans out there. It's called Puppet Master's Castle Freaks, where uh, myself and Jared Hornbeck are watching every movie in the Full Moon catalog. So if you're not familiar with them, they do very low budget, cheesy horror movies uh, from throughout the 90s to today. Stuff like Puppet Master and uh, Demonic Toys and uh, Castle Freak movies like that. So we're covering a lot of those.
0: Awesome. Uh, J-Ban, do you have anything else to plug?
2: So my sketch group is Pigeon Physics, and it's on TikTok. And we're not good yet, but we're not bad. So we're good bronze. We're bronzy at the moment.
1: <laughs> I, I'm disputing that. I think Pigeon Physics is very funny. Oh,
0: awesome. Well, actually, J-Ban, I almost forgot. Uh, We do have another question on the Simpsons Index. Uh, Steve has answered it in the past before, but uh, so we're building a sandwich board here on the Simpsons Index from all our guests. And we want to know, what is your favorite sandwich? You know, we're walking into the Simpsons Index deli. I'm going to order the J-Ban. What's on it?
2: Is this related? Is this a real sandwich? Or uh, talking about what episode of The Simpsons I like the most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a non Simpsons purely sandwich no, question.
2: Uh, I love a pastrami on rye, like fresh pastrami. Mm. Is so good.
0: Damn, <laughs> succinct. <laughs> you know what you want. Yeah, usually it's a, a lot more people humming and hoeing and God, ooh, what defines me as a sandwich? And yeah, you're right on it.
1: <laughs> you got it.
2: If you've had a good pastrami sandwich in a while, it's pretty delicious.
1: It hits, it hits.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's heading into lunchtime now. I think I'm, yeah, going to go hit up the telly, actually. (laughs) But yeah, until then, yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. As you know, I'm also doing G'day EW with Dando from the Four Finger Discount podcast. um, But also... Over here we have a Patreon, that's patreon.com slash Studios, where you get a bonus podcast every week, and one of the Patreon perks is you get to suggest movies for us to review on our podcast starring Springfield, where we review movies that star the cast of The Simpsons. So yeah, you two big cinephiles, uh, do you have any favourite movies that star a Simpsons cast
1: member? Oh, I mean, obviously Maximum Overdrive starring Yarthy Smith. Uh, <laughs> it was our I second mean, episode <laughs> we did. Easily the best, yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually, speaking of Yardley Smith, uh, another movie we already uh, reviewed, uh, Toys, you guys reviewed as well.
1: That's right. She does have a little bit in there. Yeah, she does.
0: Yeah. My notes from that is she's like an amazing actor because somehow she is like staying stone-faced next to a very charismatic Robin Williams. <laughs>
1: yeah, She's in the, 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 the scene where they're like evaluating the different fake vomits, right? <laughs> I believe that's right.
0: That's right. Uh, what a baffling fucking weird-ass movie.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> weird. So weird.
0: Um, but, yeah, go check that out over at patreon.com slash Studios. But until then, yeah, thank you guys once again for joining us. Thank you, J-Ban.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And thank you, Steve.
1: Thanks so much.
0: All right, and I've been Elliot J. O'Neill.
1: And that's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows like pulp fury radio our scripted fiction podcast which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres and thrones of game where we review game of thrones in reverse order links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes now there's no bonus scenes for this episode so we'll catch you next week